Hey, Brandon. What's going on, bud? Nothing, bro. How are you doing? How's that little vacay you had? Doing well, man. Yeah. So I uh, went up to Orlando with a girlfriend and met Frank from Shot Shaver Golf up there. And then John Smolin and his girlfriend. So we go to school with John. Uh, so it was nice to go up there. Got a lot of filming done um, and just had some fun. Played a lot of golf. So a lot of cool videos coming from Balanced Performance Golf here shortly, as well as Shot Shaver Golf. So Awesome. Look forward to, but how's the snow treating you? It's great, man. Supposed to get a couple more inches tonight. I can't wait to shovel tomorrow. I'm excited. I'll try and send some sunshine your way. Um, one of you have any like one of those videos going to get released? You know, right now. I'm not sure. One coming out uh tomorrow, actually, I believe. Yep. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say. I see you've been editing them. Yep. So tomorrow morning. Uh, the same time this one airs, Wednesday, 8 a.m., I will have a blog go up as well from awesome. the course blog. So, yeah, pretty cool. I ended up – I shot a couple under par for that one, so that was nice. Ooh, so, but, All right. so, yeah, here is podcast number eight from the Tipped Out podcast, and we're just going to go ahead and catch up with each other and catch the listeners up. We took a week off for that little vacation I had, so now we're back into it. and going to cover some topics so what do we got first yeah so i think the first thing i want to talk about i just need to personally vent a little bit is uh tiktok videos man i'm i'm or i guess not just tiktok videos content i post on instagram as well but really i just need to get outside man Mm. this is tough inside stuff there's no space. Actually, once I get to the house at school, it'll be better because it'll be more space. I can actually do things. It'll be a little but, bit. Uh, that that is a big that is a big struggle, bro. Like that is, that's why I feel so fortunate that my parents moved down here to Florida and that, you know, like the snow is just not it, bro. We're trying to build a career in golf and fitness yeah. and just a good lifestyle. And man, the snow just kicks your ass, dude. And it just stuck inside and it's snowy it's cold a lot of bad energy and bad attitudes usually come from that unless you like the winter and the snow which i did when i was younger hence the hockey sticks but now it's now it's a different kind of stick and you need some short green grass for that so (laughs) well said well said um and then i feel i I, content wise i feel like sometimes I, i reach too far you know like i try to dump too much into a video 100%. It's tough. I might have to start making some where I speak directly yeah. as opposed to putting in a little edits, but I love being able to have the words there and a nice song in the background. I feel like it always just makes a video better. Than, so I feel like yeah. from personal experience and like the trial and error, I think like we just talked about the other night, you've seen the videos that do the best are the videos that are short, sweet. It's a real quick tip or it's a close up and it's pretty yeah. So sometimes usually pretty simple straightforward simple straightforward and quick people are generally lazy and they want they want change in results and that's why most instructors give a band-aid fix to a player because that's that's all they come there looking for they're not coming there to you know do two to five lessons a week and get better they want yeah that's fair like so with that being said, I think you're on the right track with that. So do a couple videos where it's just the simple, simple stuff. And then if you want to go deeper uh, and talk and then throw some stuff up, 
definitely do it. And I think having totally. more platforms, um, you know, I think what you're doing Instagram and TikTok right now, that's, that's still too. Yeah, I actually haven't been able to post on Instagram in a little while because the app I've been using to edit my videos to fit the Instagram mm-hmm. platform isn't working right now, but I will. Uh... Amazing. What's that? I said, yeah, it's terrific. <laughs> yeah, bro. It like just crashes every time I open it. I've deleted it, brought it back up. So, cap wing, fix your app, bro. Like, <laughs> shout them out, man. Target. But, um, I think, I think that's the best thing is the different platforms call for different lengths of things. Like, YouTube, like, I did a, I filmed some videos this morning about a workout. Um, just, quick simple gonna be a nice swipe workout on instagram i could have done the same thing in a follow along form for 25 to 45 minutes and that would have been for youtube so i think that's where um you gotta kind of what platform is like best for what what algorithm fits you know the quick and easy or the long video or you know at the end of the day we have to not care about views and follows and really if we feel like we need to put some strong solid information out there you know do do a longer video and the people that need to see it will see it and I, I feel like that's how it goes you know some like you said the other day some of your best videos don't get that much uh views or traction Clout. yeah and that's because a lot of people oh three five seconds there's no drill there's no help no help swipe yeah. you know people are just very quick and easy and that's what platforms like tiktok and you know the instagram reels have done for us now is it programmed us to like look at it for a couple seconds and, and flip. So yep. Yep. Info, our information in that quick, but it's uh, you, you might need to go back when you're editing this and look at my facial expression. When you said people are very quick and easy. <laughs> uh, you know, you know. Whoa. All right. So I'm actually, I want to get right into things because I spoke with James Darcy recently. <laughs> So give a little background on James Darcy real quick for those who don't know. Uh, I don't know that much about him. I, I go through. He grew up in Long Island. No, okay. Um, <laughs> I just the <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, our connection to him is he is a Delhi alum, and he came back to do a lecture and kind of a just a educational talk mm-hmm. to swing. us. Yeah, they called it the Swing Summit. That's what it was. Mm-hmm the swing summit um and he was one of the guys that came back uh very knowledgeable really passionate about teaching and he kind of just i liked what he was talking about and i ended up talking to him uh there and actually kind of getting a lesson from him and we have stayed in pretty good contact since um and then just the other day i saw one of his videos on instagram and didn't know it said verticals and i didn't know what he meant by verticals so i asked him what it was oh it's darcy effect golf by the way Mm -hmm. and or is it just darcy effect i think it's darcy effect golf either way it'll be up on the screen it's been up again you talked about him it's up right now and it's going to go away right now and he um so then he called me and was surprised i didn't know it and i just so then we had a nice conversation and then he started, he told me to look into Mike Adams, which I have done a fair amount. He's actually 
I've only really looked on YouTube and haven't seen a ton, but one of the videos that I found was very interesting and it was about grips, how your grip affects the way your arm would work and your golf swing and how you release the golf club. So essentially, if you have a stronger, more underneath grip, um, there's the three grips. These are the three grips, stronger, more underneath, kind of come in from the side as a more neutral grip and then a weaker, more over the top grip. And then how that affects kind of how your, your arm would work through the golf ball. So weaker over the top, um, more on top of the club is a more covering feeling. And that's going to be the trailhead, that's, that's for your trailhead, the three you just Trailhead, yes, trailhead. Yep, and then as the total opposite would then be a more under strong grip. Mm -hmm. It's going to be more of an arm extension and like kind of work under inside and release out. Mm -hmm. Which I so and then side is kind of in between those. So like essentially weaker would be more of a swing left is what I took from it. I don't know if that was exactly correct. I, I would kind of think so, right? Because um, that weaker trail hand. Yeah, I mean it really depends on. I I'll, I'll have to watch the video. Um, but yeah. From my understanding, that weaker trail arm would make you want to swing a little more left, but then you need uh, more of a forward press or de-lofting of the club to kind of, you know, square that face. But, yeah, I'd have to look into that. I mean, it seems, it seems somewhat complex because then I feel like my brain runs into, like, uh, what shot shape and – Yeah, yeah. But uh, – To me, it was very – when I watched it, it was very – I thought it was pretty simple and I, I just liked it because mm -hmm. I did the, if you kind of sit there and feel your arm in that weaker, like, or excuse me, stronger under position, you wouldn't do this with a covering kind of cover of the golf ball. Mm -hmm. You would, you feel more natural and correct to let it kind of come in and kind of extend and throw out as opposed to if it's really, and then if you do it with a really weak position, that doesn't quite feel like the right move, right? Mm -hmm. As opposed to talk about release, sense, like yeah. release, uh, like kind of like we've spoke about in the past. Yeah, it was it. It, it was like a roll or a hold off. Huh? It yeah. wasn't necessarily a, a roll or a hold off. It was more of how you the way your your that arm is then going to move in space, kind of. So okay, okay, yeah. You're not really matching. Do, do that make sense to you? It's not when you're here and your your arms set up in this position you're like you're kind of like your joints and ligaments are it seemed like it's called biodynamics i believe you call it are more efficient working than this way or than the more cover and then if you're here it's ready it's easier to cover hmm. okay. what it seemed like to me so is the style he promotes or would rather someone use or is it kind of individual I'm sorry, what'd you say? Is there a style in that that he was describing that's like he suggests or promotes or is it pretty individualistic? It was very, it was individualistic. It was very more, if you have someone who likes to grip it like this, then you need to teach them yeah. that their arm then needs to work more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that's what I'm starting to And like you said, ironically enough, we usually 
our minds somehow just work the same way. And usually you and I are either studying the same thing or working on the same thing in our game. And it's always after a little break from not talking, you know, we come right back and it's, Hey, I, I was looking at this. And ironically, yeah. doing the same thing. So I was noticing my trail elbow. I got to that one piece takeaway here and I'm more closely associated with maybe uh, a wolf swing where my arms are my path. My hands go back naturally. But then that lead hand turns down, the glove hand turns down, knuckles down, and the club is somewhat very shut, and it's almost lifting. So my trail arm was kind of like moving back and then turning. So I have to look into arm structure, definitely, because it's going to play into grip. Yeah. And then just how you naturally set up. So I could be either on the right path or, you know, almost being counterproductive if I have a pretty neutral grip and then a soft right elbow, and then the arm, you know, doesn't come in. So that's a very cool topic. I definitely want to do more research on that. And then yeah, totally. do maybe a more in-depth pod on that. So that's cool. Um, and then as far as if we go to arm structure, we ju you just mentioned there's two videos we're going to talk about a little bit that you have found sent to, my, sent to me, mm -hmm. um, the GG arm structure which ties in very much to what we just talked about, which I, I mean, I'd like to see what you have to say about it. I was, I thought it was very interesting and it was very cool and definitely stuff I hadn't necessarily thought of. So impact is the only position that really truly matters in the golf swing. And all you need to do is once you know and feel and your body understands what it's like to be in that position, it, will be much more easy to get back to that. And it cuts out all the unneeded movements that aren't helping you get back to that position. Yep. And that's why I think, uh, don't quote me on this, but I believe that's where Matthew Wolf's trigger came from, where he does that little move, you know, Gankis wanted him to feel what impact was like. So it's a little mm -hmm. open <clears throat> on the hips uh before he even takes the club away and that forward press with it so he's feeling impact you know the lead the handle leading the club face and then the hips being slightly open um shoulders square and you know that's his little quirky start but it works and that's basically essentially what the video was talking about is nothing else matters if you're basically squared impact if that's what you're trying to do so yeah but no, it's a great way to think about it, and especially for beginner golfers. Um, I just made a post on Balance Performance Instagram the other day talking about um, my range session with my girlfriend, Courtney, and that's basically how I started. I set her up with a driver, and I was like, you know, let's start with an iron or a wedge, and, you know, she just wanted to hit the driver, so it's like, screw it, we'll, we'll start with that. Started with that, and I just had her feel impact, you know, a little, you know, the club square. Uh, we want to be hitting up on it and just feel the body positions um, and then had her start small, slow, almost swing within her means of the range ropes, uh, those two lines and back and through almost like uh, a chipping motion with the driver. And then from there, we just got her in a solid position. I just said, swing. By the way, that, that swing looked great. I the, the first one, the smaller one, mm. there's a lot of good things. She naturally just lagged the club behind her and just, Release it in the golf ball, which is all you can ask we saw, for. We saw greatly in Pennsylvania when we worked there together that um, one of the biggest struggles that younger golfers, amateur golfers, new golfers, uh, especially 
younger, weaker golfers is that if the clubs aren't right for them and they're too heavy, they lose posture just to get the club back or to turn it back. And so that's what she was doing a little bit. I had, it was an older Callaway, like big Bertha driver. Um, she ended up liking it. I just had her choke down on it, but it just felt kind of heavy. The shaft wasn't right, of course. It, I don't. It, I think it was a male regular flex driver. Um, and then I had her try mine. Didn't like it. It's cut down. It's newer, but it's. I mean, it's an extra stiff shaft, so she didn't uh, hit that one very well. Even though um, sometimes a stiffer shaft will help. Uh, um, what am I trying to say? A developing golfer this know? is the Jim Lee's yeah yeah yep so it all it all depends but no she was hitting it well and wicked wicked quick learner man props to her for sure though like as uh it's just tough it's tough to teach a wife or a girlfriend golf but no her <laughs> she did great she listened well and and she hit the ball well I I missed yeah. her best swings um with you know recording them but she, she was hitting it good and definitely uh, it's tough. Just get them in a good body position. And if they're an athlete, just give them a couple swings. They'll kind of figure it out. And then, you know, yeah. a little more coaching and guidance. But honestly, I just threw that the range bucket and uh, a shaft through it because she was, she was close to it. I had her back up. Then I had her get closer to the club, you know, kind of feel what she liked best. And what was happening was uh, – she'd tip her hands out a little bit over the top, like most golfers do, and then she would just miss it to the outside. So, you know, back up and try it, and it only, like, made it worse. So it was, it was a matter of her getting and finding a comfortable hand path um, to then, you know, just meet the club back square because when you're too far from it or too close to it, then we really have to manufacture a swing. It's not natural. It's not, it's not a good uh, – path or plane movement so once we found that for she was making good contact and you know it was good it was it was nice just to get out there and that's the biggest thing a new golfer whether you're a coach or you're the new golfer or you're helping a friend the biggest thing is just have them get the ball airborne don't don't let them scoop at it or anything but have them make contact that's the biggest thing even when we're working with wedges or irons I usually tee the ball up a little bit. It helps contact. It's a little cleaner, um, you know, just a little more consistency. So I even do that when I practice myself, when I'm trying to work on something new, short, small, slow swings off a tee. Uh, it definitely is a good starting point. So a couple of good takeaways from our range session the other day. We'll go through awesome. we'll one more topic, whatever we got here, and then we will uh, – Say goodbye to podcast eight. Um, I think the thing I found most interesting in that 30-minute video that we were talking about, yeah. if you play golf, you need to watch this, was the way that they described the forces um, with the lag force and was it a perpendicular force or something? I honestly can't remember the second one. I, I The first one seemed to matter more to me. Yep. Um. So essentially there is, I mean, I love to talk about this, your left arm, lead arm is an extension of the golf club yep. and is a main lever and that's your central point. That's what the club swings around. And what a lot of people do is let that club 
fully release and extend so you're fully extended before the golf ball so you've lost your lag and your lag force and it was really cool i talked about how lag force actually helps you control the club face and that's why it's so important to have your hands forward not only for cleanness of strike purposes so you're hitting the golf ball first but also for stableness of club face because as soon as we get fully extended here and the club's right line of the arm that's releasing, the way the club is built, then the club face is then going to turn over because the weight of the club isn't directly in line with the shaft. It's actually out in the center of the club face more. Yeah. So as soon as you you, you kind of have lost control because then it's fully extended and you can't, the club face would shut very quickly. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was very interesting how really the way we control the club face is through just the natural force of it falling behind us and holding it in place there. Then we run it into the ball. And then after that, we don't have to worry about it. Then we can release it. And that's what so, so was just that crucial. Yeah. No, it's so crucial. You can, we can dive into it, uh, make it as simple or as complex as possible. Um, and that just goes down to the player. You know, if you like the analytics, if you like the numbers and the track mans, or if you just, want the coach to tell you what to do when you do it or you know you like to do research on your own like we do even um so many so many cool aspects of the game and especially they can be found on youtube so don't don't hesitate just to surf around youtube and learn and by learning i don't mean take every bit of information you see and apply that to your own golf game because it's not always work that way but no that is a great video just to learn um find out a little bit about your own game and same thing with the, the GG video on Instagram. Solid. Always, always finding pieces of information to help us with the game and better understand. Sometimes you get enough pieces of information and then you start to see connections with them and stuff like that, which I think is the coolest part where I go, Oh, that makes more sense with the video I watched two weeks ago or whatever. But definitely no, that's, that's why I read the books. That's why I watch the videos. And that's how I get to make them is just from learning different things and trial and error because, because I see a video about, you know, my slice fix and I don't have a slice. I might go out and try it just to see if that would work with a client or if I like it to teach it. Um, but it doesn't mean I have to apply it to my own game. So almost goes for anything, you know, try it out. It might not be for you and that's all right. But that is going to wrap up podcast number eight and right before we're going to go to Danny and he's going to tell us our takeaways of today's pod. I think one of the biggest takeaways is understanding the importance of relationships. So a lot of times with anything you begin to learn, understand it's more important to understand the base and the root of the material as opposed to just saying, oh, this is the one way I've seen to do it. This is the way I got to do it because that doesn't always work, especially not in the golf swing. So just like those Mike Adams grips and how your arm should work, um, there's a lot of that in the golf swing. So you need to, if you really want to improve and own your own golf swing, then you need to understand all those relationships. Definitely. And then impact is very important. And I'll send it over to you for the last one. Perfect. Yeah. So the last piece of today's talk is just going to be differentiating general information, which is just 
knowledge we've taken in about the game, about our swing, about ourselves, and then what is for our game. So it goes back to me just talking about that, you know, slice fix. If I don't slice the ball, I don't need to see something on slice fix. But I might want to learn about it in case I ever slice, I want to help someone, or especially in my case, I'm an instructor, and I need to know about all topics, all fixes, faults and flaws. So know the difference between information for yourself, your game, and just general information you've taken in. And I think that'll, that'll kind of help a lot of golfers um, clarify that storm that goes on in their head when they're standing over the ball and the countless things they think. So, so definitely. So that was a solid talk, man. It was great to see you and talk to you again. And uh, I'm excited to get back up to school here soon. Finish out senior, finish out senior year uh, in the snow, but back with the boys. So that'll be great. Totally, man. I'm excited as well. Hope it comes soon. All right, brother. Pleasure speaking with you. And that's been podcast number eight from the Tipped Out Gang. Take care. See you, bud.